The Mother's Voice Podcast. The Mother's Voice Podcast. Tales of motherhood from around the world. Hello and welcome to the Mother's Voice Podcast. My name is Marion Duggan and it was my pleasure to record these interviews with a number of different women about their experience of early motherhood and in particular the role that lullabies played in the early years of caring for their infants. They've been edited from a longer conversation into episodes of about five minutes in length and we hope that we've distilled some of the complicated joy, hard work and overwhelming change that these mothers have experienced. For more information about The Mother's Voice and the wider project Nightlight Lullabies, please visit murmurationarts.co.uk or follow the link in the show notes. Thank you for your time and I hope you enjoy listening to these interviews as much as I enjoyed recording them. Episode 1, Parveen Khan. My name is Parveen Khan. I'm 49 years old. I have two children. Uh, one is Rehan, who's 10 years old, and Fatima, who's 9. So I was born in a place called Azad Kashmir. I've got a Muslim background. And within that culture, there is pressure to get a husband and to marry and to have kids. Um, but I wasn't really into that. I actually didn't want to get married. And I, I was a kind of like older mother because they would never expect me to get married and have kids, my sisters. And it was because of them, actually, that I did get married, because they were like, well, you know, in our religion, in our culture, you've got this extra pressure if you're a single woman. So, you know, get married. It'd be nice for us to have nieces and nephews. And so you have this sort of all these things going on in your head. And I remember when I was younger and I was in Kashmir, I was born in Kashmir. So I spent, like when I was about four or five, I came to the UK. So everybody used to sing night lullabies or songs, but mainly religious prayers. So I took that on because for us, we think that that's going to calm the child down and it's going to be a positive thinking. And, you know, you should always remember your God in whatever you do. So first things that we do learn is our religious prayers. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah God is the greatest and Muhammad is the last prophet and so it's something to soothe the kids down but also remind them of being grateful for what we have. So when I used to help my sisters when they were you know with children I used to go and help them and look after the kids. I've, I've done nappy changing, taken them out, taken them to the park, I've fed them so I had all that kind of experience as an aunt. So I used to sing to them at bedtime, even when I was giving them baths and um, yeah, so it's been, it's been through all, for generations, I suppose. Rehan and Fatima were both born in London. I mean, luckily I have really, I had really good, no pain. Uh, so I was quite good and very quick births. So I was quite lucky in that. It's not just about the mother. It's definitely about the mother-in-law, the other aunties, the uncles, grandfathers. Everybody gets involved of the upbringing of the child. I actually don't remember spending a lot of time with the kids when I, when they were younger, because everybody was just holding them, taking them somewhere, um, you know, uh, being with them somewhere, and it's. Um, 
Um, so I didn't, yeah, for the first month or so, actually, I didn't really get to spend that much with my kids, apart from even at bedtime, my sister used to take them to bed and all. <laughs> so it's kind of nice as well, because I think that gave me a little bit of a break to adjust. I remember my sister saying, you can't go out for a month. And I wanted to go out and I wanted to feel things and go to the park and stuff. But she said, no, it's better for you to not, though. I did rebel a little bit, but I would go out because I needed to. I mean, brought up in England and being brought up in Kashmir is two different things. The food is very important. In our culture, they think you lose a lot of blood and minerals and vitamins as a mother. And you need that to breastfeed and to keep yourself well. So there's definitely certain food that mothers or grandmothers would prepare for the mother. Pull nuts crushed and put them in warm milk. They will even make something um, um, like soup, chicken soup, special bread. Um, and they would even sometimes they crush all the nuts together. And then whenever, if you're having cereal or if you're having anything else, I would put the crushed nuts on there. And it would all be by the bed. My sisters did that for me, so I would have it by the bedside. So it was hard, but the love that is there as a mother is unexplainable, really. Sometimes you can't explain that love and that care for them. And then, you know, just when you're holding them or just when you're kissing them on their cheeks, because you had really big cheeks, both of my kids. So you just are holding them, kissing them, walking with them, talking with them, caressing them. It's such a gift to have a child. So when Rehan was born, I was just so overwhelmed. It's like you've just made something if that and that's something that you made and it's yours and, and but also the responsibility that comes with it so I felt like I achieved something I was proud of myself so but I found myself kind of like comforting that I can manage something so my confidence grew um, my ability to communicate for other people because I, in my head I'm always thinking that I've got to be the example for my children so I, I changed in that way so I was setting I'm setting an example of how we should be as parents but also how we should be as people so it's changed me in that way it's very like you learn about yourself what you're modeling your actions your words your confidence you know you like being a mentor to your children really because they are the future aren't they this podcast was funded by heritage lottery fund and arts council england